Welcome to the Digital Aircraft Secrets Podcast. I'm Mark Schultz, your host. Aviation Professionals for Digital Aircraft Operations is a forum created to help our industry to progress forward into the full implementation of digital transformation and digital systems. Thank you for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our next Recovery in Aviation live broadcast for manufacturing companies making a difference in the industry today. You do not want to miss this. Hey, today we're going to have an exciting time where we have four manufacturing companies that we're going to talk to and what they're doing in the industry. And I have a co-host with me today, and it's uh, Dean Cameron from Top Drawer Media. How are you, Dean? Doing great, Mark. Doing hey, great. Dean, Dean has a magazine, which is Northwest Aerospace News. Dean, really quickly at the beginning here, I want you to tell me about your uh, your magazine and how how we kind of put all this together. You bet. Well, one of the things I have a 28 year background in commercial aerospace manufacturing and saw the need to be able to develop a magazine that really brought out the manufacturers, the people that are building parts that go on the aircraft as the primary content of the magazine. So we write about companies that uh, make parts and provide parts to the industry and we distribute the magazine worldwide. Great. Fantastic. And uh, Dean, how many subscribers do you have today? Uh, we are at about 8,200 subscribers worldwide. 8,200. It's thousands of companies that you work with. And that's really the resource pool that we've been drawing on in order to be able to bring these people to you today. And Dean has graciously brought uh, four people together today with us um, You know that we're going to present to you that we're going to have a great conversation with. And it's all focused on growth in aerospace and recovery in aviation. Now, Dean, um, you also have an advertising agency, of course, as a magazine. And so, hey, um, as people watch this, just a plug for Northwest Aerospace News, you can reach out to Dean and you can be part of these kind of things in the future as well, right? Yes, absolutely. Happy to help. Very good. Hey, listen, we're going to jump right in. You are not going to want to miss this. We have some really exciting discussions that we're going to have today. I'm going to have you be introduced to the very first company. We're going to run a little video and then we're going to jump right in. The passenger, what we do is for them, for their comfort, their safety, the total experience. Presenting Jamco Premium Class Seating. With Journey Evo and Venture, Jamco is offering something new. Our Boeing 787 Dreamliner Premium Class Seating has been aligned spatially, structurally, and aesthetically. This combination of beauty and function was made possible through an extraordinary collaboration between Jamco and Boeing. It's a collaboration that began by recognizing that ideal seating would be tied to cabin design. Our vision is to harmonize aesthetics, form and function. Beginning with an advanced design that balances the interior of the aircraft, aligning all aspects spatially, structurally and aesthetically. We've given space back to the passenger through a better utilization of the cabin. Seat architecture integrates with the aircraft, pushing limits where it makes sense. Eye-catching curves complement the aircraft, and seat ergonomics and technology provide passengers a refreshing experience. Both the Journey Evo and Venture feature innovative materials and a design that lowers total cost of ownership through less weight, fewer part counts and less maintenance. All while refining and improving the passenger experience with smarter use of storage, direct aisle access, full flat beds and current amenities and entertainment. Together, the Journey Evo and Venture elevate the premium class seating experience and improve value. Produced by a proven leader in the industry as a Boeing Supplier of the Year, Jamco's Journey Evo and Venture Seating. Hey, welcome. Hey, Jeremy, uh, uh, how are you today? I'm fantastic. And thank you, Dean. And thank you, Mark and Digital Aircraft and Northwest Aerospace News. It's a true pleasure to speak with you today. Hey, um, uh, Jeremy, um, tell us a little bit about who you are and what Jamco America does. Absolutely. Again, my name is Jeremy Hunter. I'm a senior sales manager at Jamco America. We're part of Jamco's global corporation who specializes in products and services for commercial aircraft interiors. And these products range from laboratories, galleys, premium class seating, 
uh, to a, a number of other interior components, as well as a, a series of services from testing, engineering, certification, we have an FAODA, as well as technical publications. So we can truly offer a turnkey service to the airlines. Oh, fantastic. Well, hey, listen, we're really excited about digging in a little bit deeper. Hey, I, I'm not really sure um, about airplanes. You know, I love airplanes and I love all about airplanes, but interiors impact every one of us. Okay. And Jamco makes such a big difference in providing interiors for the airplanes. Hey, I want to tell you something real quick, Jeremy. Um, the last full year that I traveled, I flew 486,000 miles. Okay. And, uh, um, and the only way I did that was by sleeping in the airplane two or three nights a week. Okay. I spent a lot of time laying in some seats. Do you think I probably was in some of your seats? Very well. Could have been. I mean, we you, yeah. were flying on Singapore 850s, we're doing 787s on KLM, a number, a number of seats. And indeed, passengers need that space. Yeah, fantastic. Well, listen, um, I, I want to remind people out there watching is, is that this is a live broadcast and we actually have the ability to get comments and to be able to answer questions you might have online. So we're going to jump into a discussion about what Jamco America does. And if you have some questions along the way, just let us know. So, hey, we're going to jump into the very first uh, topic here um, as we talk about Jamco America. And it's really the thing which is really the closest to us that you just said is that we're looking at a bunch of seats here right now. Can you tell us a little bit about these seats, uh, Jeremy, what we're looking at here? Yeah, um, happy to, Mark. So with respect to Jamco America and Jamco Corporation, I mean, our foundation, we, we design laboratories and galleys for the interior. But in recent years, we, we found there was a need for, for uh, you know, working in the seating industry. And so we, we entered that with premium class seating. And we're focused at this point uh, with business class and first class seating products, as you see on screen here. And we really made a concerted effort to focus on what the airline and the passenger both need. We want total lower cost of ownership and maximize passenger value. And so we did that with a, in a number of ways, with efficiency with the design, fewer part count, less weight or fuel savings, uh, reducing gaps for the look and feel of the seat and, and for cleanliness. And so uh, it's been well received in the industry and we have uh, uh, a number of products already and we're really happy about them. All right. Well, hey, um, now where's your company located? Yeah, so Jamco America is located in Everett, Washington, and we again are a part of Jamco Corporation, located in uh, based in Tokyo, Japan. But we are a global network with a number of, of facilities around the, around the world. So where where is the manufacturing of seats like this done? Well, the great news, Mark, is that we have uh, the ability to manufacture both in Tokyo, but specifically, for example, the Venture seat that you saw in the video at the onset of the of the uh, broadcast. That is actually fully manufactured at Jamco America right here in Everett, Washington. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. That's great. Hey, Dean, how did you get to know Jamco? What is your relationship with Jamco and Jeremy? Well, actually, you know, I have a 28-year background in commercial aircraft interiors manufacturing. And so for many, many years, uh, I was the national sales manager and Jamco was one of my uh, very coveted accounts. And so a lot of the uh, engineering design and development of these seats, we were hand in glove uh, involved in. And uh, so I can attest to what Jeremy's saying. Uh, they invest a lot in the design and the development of the seating. Yeah, well, um, that's great. I mean, that's a long history. You know, all of us have a long history in these different type of things. But uh, seating is really, you know, really so important. Um, hey, uh, Jeremy, I, I want to ask you a question. What's happening out there in the industry today? with respect to seating. Now, I know that there's, the industry has really been impacted by the economic you know, challenges and uh, people are looking for different configurations and different materials. And can you give us just a little bit of an update on how that's affecting Jamco right now? Uh, yeah, Mark, really historically, or in, at least in recent years, we've seen that that first class sector has kind of shifted into the business class sector. But there, when the pandemic uh, really hit, you know, the conversation has, is, unfortunately kind of somewhat stalled because everyone was just trying to, to, to recover in 2020. But what we see now and what we've been involved with is that both the passengers and the airlines are looking at ways to make sure there's a, a sense of safety, a sense of security and providing and continue to provide all the amenities and space and everything that we've been trying to provide before. What we've done with that, and we might get this in, into this a little bit more, uh, is we've looked at the clean aspects of the seat as well. So not only are we continuing to do the efficiencies of, of fewer parts and, and maximizing the space with our products, we're looking at the trim and finish with a number a number of ways. 
Great. Hey, let's uh, um, let's kind of move to some of the different segments of our conversation, like what you said, because I think it starts to help under help people understand what you do. And uh, we have a little bit of some some supporting slides here that kind of talk about it. But you know, um, here's some goggles here. Can you talk to us a little bit about your design process and what's happening here right now? Certainly. Uh, so, Mark, one one thing that's really interesting here is that about two, about two years ago, Jamco America. Uh, we partnered with a company called Object Theory, and we wanted to utilize the latest technology. And so what we see here is augmented reality. This is a HoloLens, and actually now they have the HoloLens 2 from Microsoft. And we are utilizing this along with iPads to provide maintenance training and maintenance for pro interior products. We have already uh, progressed through our venture seating product. And, what, and to help individuals visualize what I'm talking about is that Yesterday, you might take a components maintenance manual, look at it, do your removal of an armrest or, or replacing of a meal tray on your seat as a, as a part of the maintenance crew. With this, you can overlay with the HoloLens or an iPad and see step-by-step -step the process, where you detach the screws, where you, take, you, know, where you can access uh, points to remove things. And so this is very helpful. And in addition to this, this can be done remotely. So as you can imagine with the pandemic and we are here yeah. talking virtually, this is something that can enhance tomorrow for those interiors and for that very, maintenance very, for airlines. Super interesting. So you use that in your design process and you know that's really great. Um, hey, let's move on to our next one because I want people to understand a little bit more about some of your other you know um, things that you produce sure. in the company. So um, what are we looking at here right now? So Jamco America, we have a, quite a diversified portfolio. And what we see here is this is the 787 flight deck bulkhead. So let's say you're walking onto your 787 aircraft for a flight. You look left, you see that bulkhead and you see the, the door. And what's really interesting is this is a uh, fully bulletproof uh, flight deck bulkhead door, of course. And we actually have, as part of our testing suite, we have ballistics testing, which is quite oh. interesting at, okay. at Everett, Washington. All right. You, you guys have quite a diverse uh, set of products, which you work on. Um, and then uh, uh, here is one one I told people we were going to talk about is, um, you know, this interesting thing here. I asked people, I says, who really cares about toilets? All right. Well, what am I looking at here right now at this point? All right, Mark. Yeah, that is a good question. Who really cares about toilets? Well, guess what? In 2020 and 2021, they're starting to care. So with, this, yeah. with this pandemic, we actually did surveys and found that that passengers are truly most concerned about the lavatory because that's an, an environment that they can't control. That's not their own seat. That's something that a number of passengers go into. So what Jamco America, but more so Jamco Corporation has done is that we have developed on our lavatories. And again, we are sole supplier for 787 lavatories and galleys. We provided a hands-free solution for exiting that laboratory door. And so that's what you're seeing here. You have the option to use your elbow to both lock and to open that door. So when you clean your hands, they can stay clean. Okay, so I see in that shadow there, that's actually somebody's forearm um, going up and exactly. moving the door handle, right? Yep. Okay, yeah, super innovative. That's really interesting. So um, is it actually in production yet or is it still in design? So it's still in design and there was uh, initially in collaboration with ANA and we actually did uh, some mock-up studies at the Tokyo Haneda airport earlier this year, that last year, excuse me. And so, but it's been very well received in the industry. So we're, we're very hopeful that we can see uh, ourselves uh, starting to install this very soon. And really what's really great about this is it's very uh, low impact to try to install this into the laboratory door. That's fantastic. I think that's really a great innovation um, of what you've done. And then I guess there's some other parts and things that you do on the airplane as well. Absolutely. Again, as I stated previously, the Jamco uh, Corporation, you know, initiated back in the 1950s. Uh, they are, we as a corporation are known for our galleys and lavatories. And so Jamco America, we are uh, somewhat, as you can imagine, a finish house for lavatories coming in specifically for the Boeing related aircraft. And so you see that here as well. We do everything in, in terms of machining, uh, composite panel manufacturer for those for the aircraft interior. So you can see that we've kitted up a lot of a lot of uh, machine parts and so forth. And then so like you're a real full service kind of an operation, you know. Um, so basically, would it be safe to say that that pretty much everything in the interior you guys do, or is there things you don't do, or? Yeah, it's safe to say that we have the capability, right? Oh, and so we really right. really have a focus. We monuments, dog houses, uh, partitions, joggle partitions. Uh, 16G forward flight attendant seat partitions. We've done, you know, seats, labs, galleys, you know, the works. Uh, and then we, we've done some isolated, for example, sidewalls, bins and so forth. But yeah, we have the capabilities to truly do everything if, the, if called upon to do so. 
Got it. Got it. Hey, so for the people watching today, is is it how has the economy impacted your company and what are you guys doing about it? What are you doing differently today? What advice can you give to people that's that this is what we're doing in order to be able to grow growth in aerospace, you know, during this time? What is your company doing to grow right now at this time? Yeah, it's a very good question. So we are all impacted tremendously by this pandemic and Jamco America specifically, as well as Jam Jamco as a corporation, we we know that this is not the last of, of a severe impact that could occur in this aerospace industry. So what we are looking at is, as you saw on the previous slide, we have a, at Jamco America, a series of services, testing, machining, the works. So, uh, so with that, we can offer more than just isolating ourselves to the full turnkey interior solution. We can offer piece, uh, pieces of that. So if, if things need to be machined so uh, or, or testing, maybe material strength testing. So we're evaluating everything from defense, space, other areas as well, just to make sure that we truly diversify our portfolio further. And so we have the capabilities, we're trying to use them. Great, good, very good. Hey, listen, um, 15 minutes is such a short period of time. All we can do is give people a quick flash on who Jamco America is. And that's what our intent was here today. And uh, so if people wanna follow up with you, you know, what's their next step? What's their next action? Absolutely. Easily uh, to get a hold of. I think my information is going to be uh, shown below, but also uh, you can go to Jamco America News and follow us on LinkedIn. We daily provide updates as to what we're doing and the latest progression that we have as, as a company and as an organization. We are on Twitter as well. And so we just look forward to support the industry because we, we know we can get out of this pandemic and, and we will be in the uh, years to come. Good. You know, Jeremy, one of the things that excites me about the industry right now is there's a lot of people that are working really, really hard to create innovation, to figure out how to grow and how to help one another within the industry. And I really see Jamco America as being a company that's really doing that right now. And so, listen, everybody watching out there, reach out to Jeremy and reach out to him at his email address that you just saw there on the screen and uh, continue this conversation. LinkedIn, email on the website. But Jeremy's got so much to be able to tell. We only gave him a couple of quick minutes to be able to share, you know, what they do. And uh, they're an exciting company that have a lot to offer. So as an airline or as a supplier or anybody, if you want to talk to Jeremy about, you know, how you could go forward and doing business with um, uh, Jamco Americas, reach out to Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate uh, your participation in this broadcast today. Thank you, Marcus. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you very much. Very good. Yep. All right, uh, Dean, um, that was quick and fast, but we actually have three more to go here today. Yes, we do. Have to hand off the football to someone else. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right, okay. Let's uh, let's go into our next one. Everybody, hang tight. We're going to give you a little video, and you're going to be able to see some really cool stuff about um, interiors and exteriors of airplanes. Hey, Doug, welcome. How are you today? I'm great. Good morning. Hey, morning, Doug. Doug. Doug, who are you and what do you do? It's <laughs> a great question. Uh, <laughs> Colorcraft, you know, we, Colorcraft has an amazing, rich, long history. I'd love to get into that a little bit uh, later if we can. As we sit here today, Colorcraft is one of the leading providers of specialized high-performance graphics. So if it is on the inside or the outside of an airplane, it tells you where to go, what something is, how to use it. Uh, and it's communicated graphically uh, or visually, uh, we probably make it. Yeah, I don't think people could even comprehend, you know, the, the depth of what you're doing. And so what we actually want to do is give people a quick little insight into what Colorcraft does. Um, so let's uh, let's just jump right in. We got a we got a few graphics here that we want to share with you that, um, that with the people out there watching today of some of the things that you do. Now, um, Doug, you've told me that you do a lot of placards and things inside the airplane, but I don't think that even comes close to describing, you know, really what it is that you do. Tell us a little bit about what people are seeing on this screen here right now. So a couple of different things. Uh, and this is a good, a good kind of sort of the things we touch. On the uh, left hand of that image are three or four miscellaneous mandatory markers, uh, fuel bypass valve, a seat row marker that down there at the bottom that tells you, you know, how to find seat 3F. Um, up top is, uh, looks like a, uh, a placard that's probably goes somewhere in the cockpit. 
Uh, upper right-hand corner is a graphical overlay. You can see there's a little transparency there. That's an overlay we would have printed uh, and manufactured here for uh, probably a tier one supplier into the supply chain um, who's making some sort of electronic equipment that that would become a subcomponent of. And down below, uh, we do a lot of that sort of work. It's direct printing uh, by our folks on complex components manufactured by somebody else. So somebody has a design and they're making that, uh, that part you see in the lower right hand, it needs to be part marked in a way that uh, can endure the conditions that might exist in some sort of harsh environment. Uh, we, will, we, will, we have processes where we can mark those for them that way. So you're not just printing stickers. No, uh, and and it's it's funny. That's what uh, uh, you know. When I you always you're always tested when you have to explain what you do to your children. I think it's the best uh, the best thing. They for years thought this business was a, was a sticker company, and even though most of what we do is on the inside of the aircraft or the cockpit uh, or on mechanical components in the aircraft. All they really care about is when we put a Pixar uh, Toy Story character on the tail of an aircraft with uh, some giant graphics. Yeah, we're gonna get to that one in a minute. So, but uh, hey, I wanna remind our, our viewers out there um, is that, hey, if you're watching this broadcast today, hey, I see we have a lot of comments and a lot of people watching out there. You might wanna just drop a comment in this uh, live broadcast and tell us where you're watching from. And uh, if you have a question that we can ask, you know, we might uh, uh, just pull up your question and be able to answer it, you know, online here because um, I think that the, the people that we're talking today just have a lot of really interesting information you know, to, to engage with. But um, Doug, I wanna come back to your process here real quick. Is, is it, uh, tell me what types of methods do you use to actually create these things? Is it all just printing or is there engraving or what, what are you doing to create the, the placards that you're creating? Yeah, so it's the full range. Uh, there's a lot of requirements that are kind of built into specs in most of the OEM supply chains that we obviously follow. It, but but really it runs the range from screen printing on Lexan or some other plastic or a vinyl all the way to chemically etching uh, steel identification plates and paint back paint filling them. So really it is, uh, and, and we also digitally print, it is every form of uh, printing that you can imagine, usually tailored to the environment and the use that the, the placard will be used in. Yeah, right. And so so you're basically doing things which will, of course, meet the manufacturer's specifications, but, you know, they range from things which can be exposed to the elements or to high heats or to cold or, you know, different things. They have to obviously last. And then I we all see them, you know, inside the aircraft. We, you know, we should be paying attention to them when they say, you know, there are four exits, one before the wing and after the wing. Well, there's, are you, are you making those kind of exit signs, you know, like that? As yeah. Well? So everything from the smallest placard inside a lav to uh, the control panel in an Air Force aircraft that's uh, the graphical uh, interface is used to uh, lower the aerial refueling boom. Uh, really, you, you name it, if it tells you where to go, how to use something, identifies something, uh, we're involved. You know, okay. the, the, the backlit sign in the, in the uh, aircraft that uh, tells you when to wear your seatbelt or not. Right. So yeah, somebody yeah. sells that. We work for the company that makes that enclosure, but we work with them to provide the graphical uh, treatment on that. Someone like uh, your previous guest, Jeremy, uh, is a great customer of ours, Jamco, and, and uh, our product is on a, on a lot of their products. Mm -hmm. We talk about building products for harsh environments. Uh, I don't think there's a harsher environment than a bored kid on a flight who's picking at the placard on the seat back. Uh, right in front of them. So uh, we do a lot of real world testing on things like that. Yeah. Hey, um, Doug, we have a lot of people that watch this uh, broadcast from all around the world. Um, it's really amazing what the internet does for us, you know, and um, we have uh, we have people, you know, that, that have checked in from around the world, but I have somebody here in Bangalore, India, who has asked a question and I want to throw it up on the screen real quick here. Um, uh, they're asking, uh, will LED displays slowly overtake the printing? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think um, the, the short answer is yes, over time it will. And we're absolutely involved in that and uh, heading down that road. In reality, I don't think it will overtake it in its entirety. We, we are still building parts for Air Force aircraft that are 40 years old, and we're still building to that original design. So sometimes on legacy aircraft, 
uh, or industrial equipment, which we sell to in other worlds, it's hard to transition some of those things um, just because the technology has changed. As new generation aircraft come along and let's say everything goes to a glass cockpit, obviously that changes. So uh, we pay a lot of attention to those trends. Okay, well, good. Well, I, you, you have quite a diverse product set. So, but hey, listen, thanks uh, Demadron for asking that question. If there's anybody else out there that has questions, you know, this is a perfect opportunity, you know, for you guys to uh, get questions asked of people online. So, hey, let's move to some of the discussion of some of your next things um, that we have going on uh, in our presentation. So um, I guess we already kind of talked about that, a little bit about exit signs and some of the different methods of which you use. But uh, I thought maybe we jump into the next one here is um, I know one of the things that you are passionate about really, uh, Doug, which you've told us about is, is that, you know, the quality and the schedule and the customer service that you give. Um, I know that that's really important. Um, can you tell us a little bit about why that's important in the delivery of these kind of products to your customers? Yeah, I, I'd love to talk about that. Just before we move on, that picture you see there is uh, classic molded uh, seat row markers. Those are all for the 737. Um, at it, the height of its production, we were probably shipping uh, five, 6,000 of those a month. Uh, and, and we'll all get back to that point again, I'm, I'm sure. Wow. Um, we, at the end of the day, we're not building complex jet engine parts here. We're, we're doing, um, the, the manufacturing process is precise, but it's not particularly unique. So we have to protect our business by, uh, by other means. We can't just say, well, you have to buy it from us. Um, and we protect it by focusing um, very hard on quality and customer service and delivery. Every, cust every manufacturer you talk to is gonna say the same thing. Um, and I think many, many, and certainly the other, the other three guests today all do a great job of that. We treat that like we treat a non-conformance on a quality error out in the manufacturing shop. If we miscommunicate with a customer, we break it down. We do a root cause analysis. We figure out what went wrong and come back at it better the next time. Yeah, you know, Doug, I can't tell you how important it is. You know, for those of you watching today, you know, I, um, I, I did have a, a part of my career at Boeing and I was involved in entering the service of some new aircraft. And, um, you know, I've seen the aircraft uh, de deliveries be delayed because the placard wasn't there, okay? And so, um, you know, definitely I understand, you know, the importance of what you're doing. And although it may not appear that it's as, as important maybe sometimes, but, you know, you know, every one of us walks down the aisle and are trying to figure out where our seat is. And everybody, one of us needs to know where the exit is. And heaven's sakes, the pilot in the cockpit, everything is marked in the cockpit. I mean, the things that you're doing impact everybody operating that airplane. There's no question about it. Or, or spacecraft. We that, Mark, that, uh, you know, uh, being involved in commercial aircraft interiors, the seating companies, you know, when they've scheduled a delivery and if they miss a delivery, it's upwards of a million dollar a day penalty for missing a delivery of an aircraft interior. Okay. So right. getting those components uh, to make sure that they've got a complete interior to deliver is beyond important. <laughs> we got to get yeah. Doug back to work. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I think that speaks to why we pay so much attention to uh, both the communication side and the delivery mm -hmm. and the quality performance. Uh, $10 placard can create a $50 million problem very quickly. Wow. Um, the, the other thing we've done here, uh, Dean and Mark, is try to embrace uh, what we think the reality is of manufacturing in today's world, which is, um, well, last night I saw a book I wanted to buy. Literally, I ordered it at 4 p.m. and it was delivered to my house overnight. Uh, that is the mindset of all of us consumers, whether we're doing it in the manufacturing supply chain or not. So we embrace that. We have a sense of urgency here that uh, drives us every day. Yeah, well, that's that's really important. And I know that's an important part of your business. And so those of you that are looking at businesses to do this kind of work, you know, I know that Colorcraft, that's a, a highly important part of their business. Hey, listen, um, uh, you started your business in a little bit different place though, right? What are we looking at here right now, Doug? Yeah, I don't know if it's my day job or my night job, but my other job is I invest in and uh, operate um, businesses through a, a private equity fund. Uh, that's how I ended up here, bought some assets that were Colorcraft about eight years ago. Uh, and we hired four employees that knew how to run the equipment that we bought. At the time, 
that company did mostly exterior graphics. So decals on the stickers on the outside of the airplane, back to, back to your reference. Yeah. Um, and that's an example there in this picture, that tail is something we've done. There's a couple other big, large tails that you can see in the, in the larger flight line photograph. Um, so we were an exterior company. And at one point we, we decided that we needed to pivot away from being exclusively that. So we find ourselves here today, eight years later with, uh, uh, over 40 employees and um, by by a vast margin, our volume is driven by the interior of the aircraft, not the exterior. All right, fantastic. Hey, when I'm looking at that picture right now, um, I see there's some 767 tankers in there. Do you have some defense business as well? So what I love about that picture, Mark, is that we have product on every single one of those aircraft. Um, so we're a couple of those tails. Where we have exterior graphics, uh, usually on the belly or underside of the wing on all the other uh, three seven aircraft you see. And then we have quite a bit of work on the tanker uh, program. The military we work, the military work we do is about half of our volume right now. That's a little bit skewed because of COVID. It, it, the percentages yeah. went up because we continue to do military there. But yeah, we're on every one of those aircraft. But that's not what I really love about that picture, Mark. On the side, way off on the on the side, you can't see it, but there's a there's a aerial man lift over there for a company, a, a well known company uh, uh, that makes man lifts. They need to be our customer, and they're not. So when I look at that picture, I actually look at the thing we're not doing yet, and that we need to go get. Okay. All right. Well, good. Well, listen, Hey, listen, um, you know, we have, we still have two more guests to talk to today. And, uh, I, I just want to tell everybody out there watching today, um, that, uh, Colorcraft has an amazing business and they provide a service in the industry industry right now that is very high quality. And they cover everything from every interior placard, you know, our, our part on the airplane to, you know, stickers and paint, you know, on the outside of the aircraft. And, um, uh, if you want to see some of their work, um, go to Instagram. They have a very uh, significant Instagram feed and they have a lot of interesting things there. But Doug, how else should people reach out to you if they want to get in touch with you and continue this conversation? Yeah, that Instagram feed is at Colorcraft Graphics. Love to have you follow us there. Uh, you can see my email address. Drop me a note if you want to chat about what we're doing. Love to chat about uh, business in general. I have uh, probably two or three conversations a week with uh, people who are out looking to buy a business or having a problem with theirs, and I help them problem solve. I just like to do that, so please reach out. Uh, and uh, LinkedIn is always obviously a great tool as well. Very good, very good. Listen, Doug, I really appreciate you coming online with us today because it, it's really interesting companies which make it um, make it possible for us to be able to do this recovery and aviation program. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Thanks, both. You're Doug. doing good work. Appreciate okay, it. Great, very good. Hey, Dean, um, that's really very interesting. Um, hey, in our transition here, um, I wanted to acknowledge some of the people that are out there uh, that are watching today. We have people all around the world watching. I said we had people in uh, um, Bangalore, uh, India, and we maybe can throw some of these names up here. But we have people from, uh, uh, I want you to see if we can throw some of those up on the screen there of the different people that are joining us. We have people watching from India. We have people watching from uh, Spokane. Uh, we have people watching from, let's see, where else do we have people watching from? Um, we have people watching from, thanks, <laughs> uh, from, from Lancaster, from, yeah, from Venezuela, from England. Um, we have people, uh, uh, Gabriella, yep, there we go. But uh, thank you for watching, no question about that. People watching from Renton and uh, just all over the world. I just, I got to tell you how much we appreciate it because you know, with the viewership that's around the world, we're actually trying to work really hard um, to drive toward recovery in aviation and give people a platform to be able to get their message out around the world. That's really why we're doing this. Dean, I know that that's really an important subject to you, right? Absolutely. You know, we're a, a band of brothers, if you will, from an industry standpoint. And, uh, you know, creating a healthy, it's, it is a world economy. And so, yeah. Uh, creating those business connections and those opportunities, you know, no matter where they're located is beneficial for our region uh, as well as theirs. Right. Hey, Dean, um, I know you started an initiative this year where you're asking people to send information about their companies to you via email and you're sharing it, you know, from the aviation aerospace industry. Give a quick plug about what you're doing and uh, how people can leverage uh, connecting with you and sharing information out there in the industry. Absolutely. So if you are on LinkedIn and go hashtag aerospace industry daily, 
um, if you uh, connect to that hashtag, uh, we are doing a daily promotion of uh, aerospace companies to our uh, thousands of followers on LinkedIn. Uh, you can also reach me with uh, details at dean at northwestaerospacenews.com. And uh, we'd be happy to share your company. Uh, like we're doing right now, we want to make sure that uh, we give exposure to the industry and help the trajectory of this recovery. Yeah, fantastic. And I appreciate you doing that, um, Dean. Hey, Dean, you know, I just am so blown away at how much people we have watching this. I mean, I have people that just joined from Nigeria and from Rwanda. And, you know, I mean, literally, we have representation from all around the world that watch these broadcasts. And because people are so interested in the subject of helping recovery in aviation, because it's transportation that connects us. And that's really my passion is really connections with people and, you know, through transportation and commerce. But, um, Dean, let's run. Let's go into our next uh, uh, broadcast segment. Um, for those of you watching, we have two more uh, interviews left here today, and uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into another short little quick video to give you an intro, and we're going to introduce our next guest. Let's go. All right, here we go. Hey, Frank, how are you today? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me here today. Very good. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. Our Dave. next guest is Frank Nichols from Silicon Forest Electronics. Frank, tell us who you are and what you do. Um, well, as you said, I'm Frank Nichols. I'm the CEO of uh, Silicon Forest Electronics and, and also the founder of the company. Uh, we started the company in, uh, in 1999 and we build electronic assemblies for the aerospace and military products of the world. And we build, you've probably seen these kinds of things, little green circuit boards. That's uh, specifically, those are the, the designed by customers and we build those. Excellent, excellent. Hey, we wanna dig in a little bit more about this uh, because I'm not so certain that everybody really understands the importance of you know printed circuit boards because you know they're not hanging out on the front of the airplane, are they? No, they're they're not. They're all over the airplane. Actually, you know, we we build uh, products that are in the cockpit, the cockpit avionics and display systems within the cabin systems themselves, uh, the interfaces that happen to be with the passengers, and most importantly, those fuel controllers and things that feed the feed the engine and keep it flying in the air. So we're we are from uh, stem to stern uh, part of the uh, part of the aircraft in one form or another. Hey, can you imagine how many circuit boards must be being used today for us to be able to do this broadcast? I mean, I, I can't even imagine. You know? I can't imagine either. Everything we touch today has some uh, some level of electronics associated with it. Yeah, so if people aren't certain how important this subject is, this is a really important subject. Let's, let's jump in a little bit and talk about this. Is that I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about the industries that you serve because it looks like it's pretty broad. Can you kind of go around this picture a little bit and tell us about the different industries you serve today? Surely. Uh, we work in the unmanned systems industry, which is uh, uh, aircraft that are flying around, drones, uh, not the commercial kind, kind of drones that you see the photographers use uh, 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 photographing houses, but the more the military and the commercial drones that are inspecting uh, uh, wires, uh, pipelines, those sorts of things. We also uh, build products that fly in uh, the uh, uh, the commercial aviation world and the general aviation categories, and then the the military side of the world. On the military side of the world, we fly on the F-35, F-16, and yeah, we're still building product for the uh, uh, B-52 bomber. 
We still have a few of those guys uh, flying around in the world. Yeah. And some of our more exciting uh, kinds of things uh, are the uh, space applications, building products that are uh, in either satellite-based or spa uh, international space station-based uh, products. Hey, you know, um, uh, Frank, is it when I think about this and the importance of electronics in our world today, you know, I think about all the things that we have. I mean, I have electronics in my cell phone and we have electronics in a rocket ship, you know, that a Falcon 9 that, you know, goes up and is going to go to Mars. All right? right. And one of the things I always tell my kids about their computers is your computer is going to fail one day. All right. You know, I mean, how do you manage reliability in such a challenging environment where there's such a diverse set of products where you actually have to put something into a rocket that's going to Mars, for example? Well, that's an interesting question, and it's and it's a very difficult question to to answer in terms of uh, some things are done by redundancy, redundancy within the system itself, redundancy by having dual systems uh, involved, or redundancy on the on the circuit board itself. But let me give you an example. If you take this little circuit board here, and you probably can't see it, but one of these little bitty parts that are right here, that part probably cost us a half a cent. Now, that half a cent part, if it decides to give up the ghost and go away, uh, that circuit board goes down, that circuit board goes down, that system goes down, that system goes down, that aircraft goes down. Not a good thing. And so we spend a great deal of time making sure we have sourced parts that are highly reliable, gone through a significant amount of testing, and then are applied on the circuit board in ways in which are the highest possible quality. So let me ask you this then, is um, how do you manage that quality within your facility? What is different about, you know, Silicon Forest Electronics that that makes your products quality? So there's there's two uh, two effects that happen within uh, uh, that are our systems level. We have our uh, AS9100 certification, which is our quality system. And the quality system looks at what we do across the board in terms of managing the high quality expectations as an output. And then as a secondary certification, we're, we're certified by uh, NADCAP, which is the National Aerospace and Defense Contractors Accreditation Program. And that looks at the processes. So if you're looking vertically at our, 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 our systems in, in a, uh, the AS9100 uh, world, then the NADCAP world looks at it horizontally from the processes and tells you specifically and precisely how each process will must be controlled to produce the highest quality and the highest reliable product. Yeah, hey, you know, Dean, I have a question for you. Dean, you work with a lot of manufacturers out there today. You must see a real wide variety and quality that exists out there, don't you? Well, absolutely. I think uh, was said earlier, I think companies strive or virtually all companies strive to have a robust quality system, but it's not easy to implement uh, these systems. They're very complicated and they're very thorough. And that's why you have outside resources doing the auditing is to make sure that you're doing what you say you're doing. And so, you know, where Frank is talking about being AS9100, you know, that's a very thorough quality system. And to be certified to that is no small task. Hey, the the, uh, the NEDCAP program is a, is a, another difficult task to achieve, especially for a small company. We're right. only 86 people here, and uh, there are only eight companies within the United States that are currently NEDCAP certified for electronics. So we're mm -hmm. it, it's a it's a very rigorous uh, process, and it, uh, it doesn't come cheap. It takes a lot of time and effort. Yeah. Well, that, exactly. that tell us something then. If there's only eight companies that are certified in the United States, I mean, that, that should tell us a lot about your company. Frank, what, well, what, I be clear, it was only eight companies of our size of uh, under 100 million. Oh, there okay. Are, bigger companies are, but just, just the small guys aren't. Okay, thank you. Hey, um, you know, Frank, is, is it, uh, what would cause somebody to choose Silicon Forest Electronics, you know, over somebody else? What are some of the the reasons why you know you exist today in the marketplace. Well, uh, beyond the quality side of it, because that's uh, that's our number one leading uh, uh, interest uh, that we uh, bring customers in for. 
but it is the service that we provide, uh, the, the connectivity and the partnerships that we create with our customers. And it's more than just a, a partnership based on uh, personalities, it's a partnership based on understanding of delivery needs and meeting those needs. And I believe uh, one, one of the gentlemen uh, earlier talked about uh, you know, a $10 problem uh, creating a $50 million delivery problem. And that's a very real situation. So we have to understand that 99.9% on-time delivery is terribly important in this world. So, um, Frank, if I were to ask you is, is that if somebody's watching out there today, what type of person would consider engaging and doing business with you? What type of business, you know, I mean, just give me an idea of somebody watching. They should say, I should call Frank and talk to him about something, you know. Well, typically, uh, we don't do work directly for the uh, for the Airbuses and the Boeings of the world, although Boeing is one of our customers. Uh, our customers are a tier below that, a systems designer, and we are a supporter of that systems designer as a second tier down uh, uh, in terms of a manufacturer. We are a manufacturer. You, Mr. Customer, get to design it. You, Mr. Customer, then get to sell it to the Boeings of the world. And so that's kind of where we fit in that, uh, that overall system. If you are interested in selling to the public down at the Home Depot, we're probably not the right kind of guy for you. So we're not a mass producer. Our production runs are you know, in the 20 to 50 to 100 to 150 kinds of numbers on a daily, weekly basis. Okay, well, hey, listen, you know, um, Frank, it's not even possible for us to even crack the surface on what you guys can do and what your capabilities are, you know, in a short 15 minutes. Um, so if people want to reach out to you and continue this conversation, you know, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, certainly uh, connect with me directly through uh, an email. Uh, connect me up with uh, with you in LinkedIn. Uh, uh, our website uh, at siliconforest.com is uh, always available. And you can hit the sales button there and you will go to our general manager, uh, Jay Schmidt. So uh, have, no problem. Just uh, give us a call. We'll discuss what what your needs are, and we'll figure out how we can meet them. Fantastic. Frank, how long have you, How long has your company been in business now? I started the company in 99, and uh, so we've been at it for 21 years. 21 years. I mean, that says a lot for the business base that you've created in the different industries and the fact that you're delivering products, you know, in a very demanding environment. That says a lot about your company. Congratulations. And, and I, I uh, really encourage people watching out there today to reach out to Silicon Forest Electronics and consider them as part of you know your manufacturing process. And we look forward to your growth in uh, 2021, Frank. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me here today. Thank you, Frank. Great. Thanks. Yep. Bye. Hey, Dean. You know it's just so very interesting. You just you you have so many connections with so many people in your business. It just surprises me all the different types of businesses you know that you work with. Well, you know, and it's 28 years in the business, and you know a lot of times. Uh, you know, we were involved in higher level assembly work. And so a lot of these people were subcontractors. And like Frank, I, we didn't do business direct with Boeing or Airbus. We supplied the people that supplied Boeing and Airbus. And so it's amazing how many of, you know, these people that uh, and their capabilities uh, go into an assembly because in the industry, they want to pull it out of a box and install it. They don't want to have to have a line putting all the pieces together. So that's uh, uh, that's really helped me develop yeah. these relationships over yeah, the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Hey, listen, we have people watching from all around the world still, and uh, I just want to tell you that we have one more interview coming up, and we're really excited to have the next one with us. And uh, we're going to run another video uh, to give you a little introduction, and then we'll jump right in to the uh, to the interview. Let's go.
you. Welcome, Mark. Good morning, Mark and Dean. Thanks for having me. Morning, Mark. Good to see you. How are you today? Doing well, thank you. And uh, Great. appreciate you having us and want to say welcome to all the people from around the world that are here. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, Mark, tell us who you are and what Acrofab does. So Acrofab is a full service sheet metal fabricator, assembler, uh, and uh, located here in Eastern Washington. We originally started in 1979 serving the dot-com industry and kind of morphed over time. We have uh, 150,000 square foot of manufacturing space and a couple hundred employees uh, and do everything from discrete parts to higher level assemblies and inventory programs. Well, we definitely got to dig in further because from that video, there was a lot of stuff going on. Hey, you know, Mark, um, when I was uh, 18 years old, I ran a shear at a dump truck factory. You don't make any dump trucks, do you? <laughs> uh, no, probably not the space that we're in, Mark, but that's interesting. So you know a little bit about our business. Oh, yeah. I, I'm an AMP mechanic and I've uh, been hands-on guy all my life, you know, actually. So absolutely. So but we yeah. want to dig in and talk a little bit about what you're doing, because we saw a whole host of things. I mean, you know, yeah. it's just really super interesting to me. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, what Acrofab does. we got a few graphics here to sort of you know help us out. But, you know, um, you said you're located in eastern Washington. What is it that you do? So we um, so we do everything that you would think of with a traditional um, sheet metal shop, which is, you know, forming, punching, uh, insertion of hardware, all those types of things. We also uh, have a lot of support services. And one of the things I think it's unique about us is we're vertically integrated. So we have welding, we have electromechanical assembly, we have very extensive capabilities in-house for finishing. So we do all of our own powder coating, our wet paint, passivation, chem film, which is a specific coating requirement for aerospace. That's all in-house. And so that allows us to not only have uh, better control over quality, but obviously uh, to help uh, by not having to rely on other people's timeframes, we can uh, manage our delivery schedules better as well. Got it. You know, Mark, um, one of the things that uh, I was impressed with when we talked, and this picture represents that, is that you provide a pretty broad range of services. You know, you don't just take a set of plans and cut up metal and weld it together. You know, um, you you actually have a very broad range of services. Can you help me understand the breadth of those services by kind of walking through some of the images in this picture? Sure. So if you see on the on the left side of your screen there, a gentleman with a screwdriver. So we do we do everything from individual parts to what would be called lower level assemblies and then to higher level assemblies. And that includes, um, you know, taking all our parts, putting them together. In some cases, we may be adding, you know, electrical connections or hydraulics and, and doing full assembly work. Uh, and then you see uh, in the center of the screen there, you've got the CAD services on top. We have a full team of engineers here. Um, and we actually collaborate a lot with customers on design for manufacturing to help uh, either improve performance or do cost reductions. And then in the lower part there, you see our uh, Amada uh, CNC punch, which will take a full four by eight sheet. It's got a 35 tool changer, and which by the way, we have one of the largest tooling libraries on the West Coast for punching, which means that if somebody comes to us and they've got different geometry on their parts, we very likely already have an existing tool. So they not only don't have to pay for that tooling, but there's not lead time involved. We already have it sitting right on our floor. And then you look in the right side, again, you see more assembly work and you see our, our painting line. Uh, we have both a wet paint and powder coat line that are fully automated, uh, high speed and high production. Well, you know, Mark, one of the things that I thought was really interesting is because, um, you know, you're not just a shop that does the manufacturing. I mean, I can come to you with a set of requirements and, you know, you can you can do engineering design, you can do um, you can do the manufacturing, you can do the you know, the, uh, the, the finishing, you can do the assembly. And so it provides that full range of services, right? Right, right. And, and the other piece that we offer is we do a lot of vendor managed inventory programs. Um, we have just one of our customers that has a thousand part numbers that we manage. And so, oh, so we also have a stores, a warehouse. Yes, right. So we serve kind of as, and that helps to even out the flow of product. And our manufacturing philosophy, speaking of flow, is typically what's called a one flow. So 
one piece flow. So we, instead of batching parts, each part goes through each step individually. And the advantage of that is if for some reason there's an escape or a quality issue, you're catching it immediately and not waiting till you've like, you know, make 50 parts here and then you get to the next station and go, oh my gosh, something went sideways. And that allows us to recover much quicker and make sure that we still keep our on-time requirements. Okay, well, good. Well, that definitely, you know, you talk about the on-time part, you know, that I guess that's what, like you said, enables you to be able to control that. Hey, we want to talk a little bit about aerospace and uh, some of the parts that you produce. Um, you know, you provided me this photograph of an aircraft cockpit. Um, you know, what do you produce in relation to aircraft and cockpits? And what are you doing right now in, in, that, in that area for aerospace? So we'll do everything from, um, you know, you look at your front, front console there. We may provide that whole big framework there, which you have modular components that go in there. We make a lot of the enclosures for the modular pieces of uh, instrumentation that go in there as well. Um, we can do things, probably the chairs there, some of those frameworks are gonna be sheet metal components uh, in the seat and the rails. Um, you see some, you see right there and below or next to the pilot's knee there, there's some boxes there. We like to make those. So really just a range, a range of the, the different instrumentation that's in there that we get involved in. Got it. A whole host of uh, of of components or of pieces that would either be put into assemblies or individual pieces that would go into the manufacturing of an aircraft such as this, right? Right, right. In some cases, we may do some of the assembly work as well, adding the knobs and some of the other Okay. Things. Yeah. Very good. Well, that's, uh, that's really very interesting. Hey, how long has the company been in existence? Well, we started in uh, 1979, and that was really... Um, the company was founded to service a, a pretty robust um, telecommunications uh, industry that was here in the area. Um, and we rode that wave till that kind of started to <laughs> go downhill a little bit and pivoted into aerospace, got our AS9100 certification. Uh, we do work for a couple of the major tier one suppliers in the, in the industry and a host of other companies that are a little bit more specialized, which we call tier two or tier three manufacturers. And this is your primary facility? This is our one and only facility right now. Um, we're always, you know, I think like a lot of people right now where there's disruption in the industry, we're always looking for acquisitions as well. And uh, the company's very strong financially. We had one of our best years from a profit standpoint ever last year, which I think is a pretty good accomplishment. In this environment. Well, I, I definitely want to dig into that for a minute. Is, is you know, there's companies, and that's why we're doing this. Okay, is that um, there's companies that that figured out how to grow and be successful in 2020, and there's those that have struggled. And you're in an industry right now, an aerospace industry, which is definitely struggling in some segments, not all. Many segments are growing right now. Um, right, do you right. have some thoughts on what enabled your company to be so strong in 2020? Well, um, Doug from Colorcraft mentioned, you know, the defense sector, and that has probably been one of the few sectors uh, as opposed to commercial aerospace. It's still been going strong, well-funded. Um, so that's been a big help. And then frankly, we've, we've pivoted in some other industries um, outside of aerospace. Uh, clean energy is definitely one of those. And there's kind of a, a mixture there at the moment. We're seeing more electric aircraft technology coming out and, and really, I think, a wave of the future. And that is an area that we're definitely focused on. And uh, I think that's a real growth market. Hey, you know, Dean, out of all the companies we've talked to in the last, you know, three, four months, you know, we see some that are growing, you know, more than others, you know, and we definitely see this. Have you seen any trends on companies that have been growing, you know, over others at this point and why? Well, I think Mark brings it up. You know, with uh, commercial aerospace having such a, a rough year and letting go of a lot of that industry talent, that industry talent has migrated over to new space and satellite and uh, unmanned technology where, you know, they may have had a, a planned five-year growth uh, innovation curve and now all of a sudden it's been condensed. They're, they're, they have the team players now to really push their momentum and their technology forward. And I'm seeing that and I'm seeing companies like, like Acrofab uh, jump on that bandwagon, you know, electric uh, wow. aerospace is just taking off like crazy. So Mark, has diversification been important then as part of your growth strategy? Uh, absolutely. 
Yeah. And um, Dean mentioned satellite. That's another area that we're getting involved in. And uh, certainly, How about you know, space? are you involved in spacecraft at all? Space, yeah, we're we're talking with those people as well. I think uh, okay. you know, satellite commercial space areas got to be something that's it's really growing. Great. You know, Dean has a lot of subscribers in the in the spacecraft area. Yeah. You know, yeah. the magazine, and so you know, there's a lot of those in the Pacific Northwest. And as we're talking to people in this in this industry right now, we are definitely seeing a lot of shifting into UAVs, into drones, you know, into spacecraft, into satellite. Um, and you know, there's definitely parts of business aviation and cargo and and uh, airline parts of the airlines they're doing okay. But um, you know, definitely we're seeing some diversification, and that sounds like that's been part of your strategy, then, huh? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Mark, I want to ask you a question. Is, is it if I were to ask you what you're most excited about in 2021 for, you know, the aviation aerospace industry, how would you respond to that? Um, I think really commercial space, the SpaceX, the Blue Origins. Um, there's just a lot, a lot going on there, a lot of activity, a lot of new startups coming up. And uh, I think that's going to be one of the segments that's uh, going to be driving kind of this recovery a lot, Mark. Excellent. That's fantastic. So when Bezos and Elon Musk are watching this are watching this broadcast, they should reach out to you for help yes. to build their build happy their space craft. Elon, right? happy to help you. That's all I can say. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put a hashtag Elon Musk in here and say he's got to talk yeah. to yeah, right. absolutely. Fantastic. <laughs> hey listen, Mark, um, you know, I know it's a very short period of time and people only get a small view into what you're doing, but uh, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, giving us a, a view into what Acrofab does. If people want to continue this conversation with you, what's the best way for them to reach out and get in touch with you? Uh, feel free to reach out to me on my email. You don't have to have an existing requirement. If you just want to know more about what's going on, check out our website, uh, check out LinkedIn. Um, all those are great, great ways to, to make contact. Mark. Yeah, you know, a lot of times I'll call people up and just ask them what are their capabilities, you know, just to kind of start yeah. a conversation and and sure. understand what people are doing. So, hey, listen, if you're out there and you want to know what these guys can do and how it might fit into your future, you know, reach out to Mark and have a conversation with him and and just, uh, you know, start a dialogue. You know, who knows where that will go? Absolutely. Great. Mark, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Yep. Fantastic. Thanks, Mark. Hey, Dean, thank you for arranging all these people today. There's just so many. Hey, um, uh, while we still have people that are online, and for those of you that watch this after the live, I want to ask you to do this. Dean is connected to thousands of aer aviation aerospace manufacturers, literally, okay? And we want to continue to do these broadcasts to be able to help people and companies to be successful in the industry, all right? If you are a company that would like to be featured on this live broadcast, reach out to me, okay? Reach out to Dean. If you are a company would like to be featured in his daily blogs or on LinkedIn, he writes every single day, send Dean an email. Somebody asked for that email again. Dean, tell us that email again. What is it? Dean at NorthwestAerospaceNews.com. Got it. Okay. And we'll also post it in the comments so people can see that. But the other thing I want to do is I want to ask you to do this. Listen, if you would like to see a particular company or industry featured in this discussion, put it in the comments. Tell us, all right? Share this with your friends and tell us who you would like to see featured in these live broadcasts because we are going to continue doing this because we are passionate about the success of our aviation aerospace industry and we are putting a tremendous amount of effort into helping companies to be successful and we're going to continue to do that throughout 2021. And we're just asking for those of you that are watching to comment and tell us, what do you want to see? You know, where do you want to go? Dean, what would be some of the interesting companies that you would like to see us feature? You know, not the company names, but just the industries that you'd like to see us feature in this broadcast. Well, I think uh, I think we just touched on it. Uh, you know, the new technology of electric aircraft uh, you know, electric engine technology and new battery technology, new space technology. I mean, hey, we can interview Elon just as well as anybody. All right. Okay. <laughs> but Elon, uh, yeah, space you know, technology. Pardon me? Yes, Elon, join us and we'll get you out there because people right. don't know who you are, right? <laughs> Je <laughs> Jeff is fine too. <laughs> hey, listen, um, Boeing and, uh, you know, all the different companies that are doing space, mm -hmm. that's definitely an area I've had people ask me about. And so one of the things that we are going to do is we are definitely going to uh, uh, going to try to get some uh, spacecraft manufacturers, you know, on here that we can talk a little bit about what they're doing. 
Somebody, um, somebody just made a comment here that maybe we could throw up real quick. Um, we had uh, somebody say, I'd like to hear from materials engineers regarding new materials and lightweight purposes. All right, I'll tell you what, LP, we will go out and try to find somebody who, um, who can talk about lightweight materials and we'll see if we can't address that subject. Uh, we also have Patrick Blue who uh, just chimed in and said that uh, uh, Patrick would like to hear about space, definitely. And so, you know, if you guys want to hear about uh, different topics and different things on these live broadcasts, let us know. Because listen, our reach is really pretty broad. Um, we have about 21,000 people, almost 22,000 people that follow this uh, uh, this page right now. And um, so we're really trying to get the word out in 2021. Dean has, you know, 8,000 plus subscribers, you know, that are part of his network as well. And we're planning to continue to leverage that to be able to help people to be successful in the industry. I am absolutely passionate about success in the aviation aerospace industry. From the day my dad stood me on the wing of an air coupe when I was about three or four years old, you know, I've been hooked on aviation and I just can't seem to get away from it. Just keeps going and going. I also toss out there, you know, uh, our magazine, Northwest Aerospace News. If you go to northwestaerospacenews.com, uh, you'll see a subscribe for free uh, tab up in the, there you go, up in the upper corner. And so if you're in the United States, uh, this is a free industry trade magazine. So uh, we'd be happy to, if you're in the aerospace industry, happy to send it to you. If you go on the website and click on magazine, if you're outside of the U.S., it'll ask you for your email and you can sign up for a digital subscription and we'd be happy to include you. And for those of you that are watching for video tips, never leave the screen like I did and bend over and pick something up, okay? But <laughs> I, wanted, I knew I had these magazines here and I didn't know Dean was going to say anything about it. So I wanted to get him <laughs> up there and tell you to subscribe to this periodically to this magazine because in the print version, it's super cool. He also has large posters in here, which are fold outs in there, which are amazing. But uh, the digital is a very convenient way to be able to gain access to this publication. And there is a lot of really good information in there. Dean, I really appreciate you doing that. That's just awesome that you support the industry in that way. Well, thank you, Mark. And likewise, uh, your skills in bringing the digital uh, world to the aerospace industry is priceless. Yeah. Well, listen. Hey, listen, everybody. Thanks for watching this Recovery in Aviation live broadcast today with our special emphasis on growth in aerospace. And we look forward to engaging with you again in the future. I want to say goodbye to you today and say fair winds and following seas and tell you to have a great day until the next time. Bye. Take care. Hey, wait, don't go away yet. We have a lot more interesting information to come. Hey, I really appreciate you watching this broadcast, but in order for us to continue to bring this to you free, we have sponsors. I'd really appreciate it if you would just listen to our sponsor and then we'll get right back to the podcast. Thanks, I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Digital Aircraft Secrets podcast. Digital Aircraft exists to promote safe and efficient worldwide air transport Aviation connects the world. Aviation connects us as people. Join the conversation on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook at hashtag digital aircraft. Let's help the aviation industry be a thriving place for all of us to reach our dreams.